Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat on this beautiful Friday morning. Michaela Gordon, how are you? Honey, I'm doing great. My baby will never listen to this, but today is my niece's fifth birthday. Wait, she doesn't listen to morning talk shows on the radio at 6 a.m.? I mean, sometimes she does over her coffee. <laughs> my sister-in-law gives her hot chocolate Love while it. she drinks her coffee. Love it. So she thinks that's her coffee also. My little sister used to get coffee from grandma when she was that age. Oh, yeah. I she did. probably I... five or six, and it was like a drop of coffee and a whole bunch of milk. Oh, yeah. I did mm. the same. I did the same. I'll tell you, though, <clears throat> I remember knowing that she was being born, and I was on stage at my residency, and I jumped off stage, hopped into a cab in my gown, sped to the hospital, they dropped me off at the wrong place. So Wait. to walk Whoa. in my gown. That's hot. Half a mile. Also tracks probably your fault. A thousand percent. <laughs> I got into that hospital with my ball gown and I got my baby. Well, and, happy, uh, happy birthday, happy, Natalia. Happy fifth birthday, Natalia. Uh, your auntie, your your Zia, Zia. Zia Mika showed me a video of you as a one-year-old getting high heels Oh my baby! For your birthday, I know. so she's an icon. You've really, you've really uh, manipulated this one already, huh? <laughs> wow, it's really impressive. I like the I long hair today, by the way. Just Thank so you, you all know, a photo shoot. I know this is a radio show, so I'm going to paint a picture for you. Every day we walk into the studio, I have no idea what my co-host Michaela Gordon's going to look like. A hundred percent. She could have a bob one day. Today, her hair is halfway down her back. Amen. I had a photo shoot yesterday. Science. Oh, with uh, or that. Yeah, I had a photo shoot. I did a lot this week. I did splits. You did. Congrats. I had a photo shoot mm-hmm. where I whipped my weave around. Can you please tell our listeners, before we let them know what's coming up this hour, because we do have a great hour coming up for yeah. you, let our listeners know what happened when our big, big boss, like our big <laughs> boss, walked into the studio. Keep in mind, he checks in on us like once a month. Yeah. Like when he walks in, like he's a great guy, but we all get a little bit nervous. Uh, he walks in yesterday <clears throat> and you were doing what and said what? Well, I was stretching mm-hmm. because my hamstrings hurt. Of course. So when he came in, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm stretching so I can do the splits at AJ's wedding. And then he looked <laughs> at you, deadpan, and then you go, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, well, I, uh, I liked your post about Fiddler on the Roof. My father was the tailor in Fiddler on the Roof. Bye. And then he and just that was walks it. out. And I was like, this is how professional we are great. as a show. Listen to me. We are the, I, we all, I always say it. I don't know how we got the show. And no idea. But we have it. I don't know how I've gotten half the jobs I've gotten. Same says. Somebody let me write a book. I'm published. Yeah. Wrap your brain You're around an author. That. You're an Arthur. 
We're coming up this hour in about 15 minutes. Uh, there's a new uh, study coming out by The Advocate uh, saying that many gays and lesbians still don't believe in the idea of bisexuality in males. For some reason, we're still okay thinking, oh, women can be bisexual. That makes perfect sense. Why not men? Mm-hmm. We're having that discussion. It's interesting. We've <clears> talked <throat> about this so many times on the show, uh, but this is really fascinating to me. We're going to go in depth again in about eh, about 13 minutes. Uh, right now, though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have for okay, us? Okay, well, this is so annoying. Disgraced former representative Aaron Schock is set to headline Outspoken Pride, a pride celebration for LGBTQ Trump supporters that will be held in Nashville this weekend with all the glitz and grift a modern gay and MAGA party can muster. Schock and former U.S. Ambassador to Germany Richard Grinnell are getting top billing for the event, which is promising some of the biggest names in GOP queerdom, complete with publicity photos of other speakers that parody professional wrestlers. Shock, a disgraced former congressman who voted against LGBTQ rights, came out as gay after he was photographed shoving dollar bills down a male stripper's underwear and make it out with the man at Coachella. Okay, that's the best. Whoever wrote this article is absolutely Iconic. genius. CNN. So oh, no, good. no, it's not. It's not. It's LGBTQ nation. Uh, anyway. CNN. I get most of my news from CNN. And I was totally. like, no. The event is being hosted by the Log Cabin Republicans. The group was once respected, if not embraced, inside the queer community, but has taken a hard turn toward extremism and Trump worship under the current leadership. While the organization once fought to end Don't Ask, Don't Tell and pass non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ people, it now opposes the Equality Act and spends most of its time trolling Yeah, Log Cabin Republicans are wild. They used to just be like... Uh socially kind of liberal and fiscally conservative like like a logical human being could be now some of them are wild they back well, who's the guy we always had on the show from Law Cabin Republicans oh yeah Matthew Coffey or Craffy Matthew, Matthew Craffy and he's uh, head of Law Cabin Republicans in the state of California I think and some of the arguments he tried to make for Trump and you knew he couldn't really believe them no like, he la- you like, knew he was like himself, but he would try really hard to, to hold the line it's wild yeah wild all right, let's get you a little weather. It's going to be a high of 106 in Palm Springs today, a high of 88 in Miami, 108 in Phoenix, a high of, sorry, 79 in Baltimore, <laughs> 73 in Cleveland. We're a well-oiled machine today. 106 yeah, in Cathedral City. Listen, we've had- And 108 had, in La Quinta. We've had three great shows in a row. Yeah, we did. Brian Monday always off, says, our, our producer, that if we can get three out of five, we've hit a home run. Summer just goes to the audience at this point. That's what Absolute, I'm, I'm so tired. You better yeah. believe it. Yeah, I did splits all week. I hosted the afternoon show yesterday, too. Oh, that's tea. <laughs> my, tea, honey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, give us a vibe. Sometimes the questions are complicated and the answers are simple. Oh. If you're my fiance and you're listening right now, the answer is simple. Rest. Oh, wait, I see what you're doing here, mm-hmm. Justin. Yes, because oh. I have my weave in today. Oh, but also Willow Smith. No, it's part of I'm listening. It's about me. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Mm-hmm, it's about my movie. Take us out. Turn it up. Take us out. So I thought we'd put this conversation to bed, but apparently we're alone in that assessment because a new study found people uh, often viewed bisexual men as gay men who were just not out while respondents didn't view women the same way. Uh, this is um, some research just published in the European Journal of Social Social Psychology. This article is on The Advocate right now. Um, and the author wrote in the findings uh, that they add to the understanding of the unique bias bisexual people face by showing that perceived attraction patterns may underline the labeling of bisexual men as actually gay. 
So basically what they're saying is people can accept the idea of bisexual women. That's not a problem for anybody to wrap their brains around. Totally. However, for men, it's a different thing. And men and women both have a difficult time accepting that men are bisexual. And I'm just, and we've talked through this, and obviously, you know where I stand now. We've talked with Dr. Melissa Fabello, our sexuality expert, many times. But I genuinely think two things are happening. One, we live in a patriarchal like world dominated by men and how men think and how men perceive. And I think that is so deeply ingrained that most people don't even realize that, right? They might understand it on the surface, but they don't understand like the deeper implications of why we think the way we think and judge people the way we judge people. It's because we've been told how to think and feel by men for all eternity, right? That's one part of it on my from my perspective. The other for me, I really think, is about penetrative sex. Oh, oh. I think I think that, and this was for me for a long time. This is what I struggled with, and and people have asked me this question. People who don't really understand, you know, homosexuality, bisexuality, any of it, and they're like, okay, I don't understand. Why on earth would a woman be with a woman and then use toys? For penetrative sex. Oh my sex. god, that's the most annoying and then on the, question I ever get asked. And then, on the, yeah, and then on the flip side, they say, "Well, if a man lets another man enter him, then he's gay." Because that's a pretty big thing to do as a man. Like it's it's it's, it's even though you have a G spot, absolutely. And so those two things, I think, really are kind of just like clinging on to an entire generation of people who still feel sometimes that bisexuality isn't real with men, even though that's absurd. Well, here's what I think. In my opinion, with men, my experience with men, I think that we've been taught, especially like growing up in Italian culture, men have to be these rough, tough, taking care of, strong guys. And any signs of of emotion or vulnerability comes off as weak and even insulting um, looked at as being too feminine. Like that's actually very insulting as a woman when you're like, oh, that man's being so feminine. Well, what's wrong with being feminine? Mm. First of all, so I'm wrong because I'm feminine. Right. That's There's so much to like unpack there. However, because we've been taught that, then when we meet a man who could be very flamboyant that still loves men and women because we've been taught as women that men should be these strong providers, then you're like, oh, he's kind of weak for me. But how sad is that? Because he has feminine, quote, traits. Sure. um, And that's weak. So we're, I mean, it goes so deep with patriarchy and misogyny because it's like a man having feelings is, you know, it's, it's like too much. Remember that show? Remember the show where the guy came out as bisexual? They were it was like the the ring or it was um it was a reality dating show mm-hmm. and it was this beautiful couple and they were really getting along well and then he said I need to tell you something. Oh, at the pool. Yes. It was the uh blind dating show on Netflix. Love, Love, is, Love blind. is blind, yes. And he was very you know handsome and and he was very He was uh, into Cynthia her. Bailey's assistant. What's his name? Oh. Yes. And so when he came out as bisexual, she flew, threw her hands up and walked out. Mm-hmm. And that was a very controversial thing online because some people were like, what? Why can't they? Why is this an issue? While right. other people were like, honey, he's gay. Hit the door. Right. Carlton Morton. Carlton Morton. Carlton yeah. Morton. To be fair, he's also kind of an a-hole. Cause he came, oh, he was he, yeah, a total a-hole. He came back to the reunion show and was still like a total jerk. And he caught, I think her name was Diamond, I believe. Yes. And he caught her off guard. And she tried to be understanding at first, but then other people were just terrible online. And I think it led him to like really kind of lose it. I, 
Do you think? I think he was an a, but I think he was an a hole because he was defensive. Sure, of course, of course. Because I also think he wasn't comfortable with who he was just yet, and I think part of that was just from watching him and observing him on that show. I feel like societal expectations and yeah. the, the lack of acceptance of bisexuality. Yeah, you know, it's easier to be like say that you're you're gay in some ways. Do you think? Because I've oftentimes thought about this because I feel like there's some bitterness especially in the gay community as regarding men. And because on one hand, we've kind of gotten the shine where lesbians have sort of been left by the wayside. You talked about this yesterday. L Word is like the only show that you had representation growing up, right? But gay men have had some. A mixed bag of it, though. Just because representation happens doesn't mean it's accurate representation. So I think gay men sometimes have some anger issues towards that and also... By and large, gay men and trans and trans women were the ones that were deeply, deeply impacted by the HIV/AIDS pandemic. Yeah, and so I think sometimes, and I've had to unpack this in myself as a gay man, the word bisexual to me, when used by men, almost felt offensive to me in the past. Because I'm like, you don't get to do that. We're out here on the front lines fighting. For marriage equality, you just get to pick, you get to marry anybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's not necessarily about the individual, at least for me in the past. It was about the, I'm sticking my neck out right now, and you get to have your cake and eat it too, is how it felt to me. Right. And I think that some people are still in that space where they haven't processed those emotions yet. Right. And they might kind of feel that way. And because when I first came out, I came out to my mom, mom as bisexual. And so then I was like, I knew I was gay. But it was the easier thing to say. It kind of gave her a little bit of hope, something like a nugget to hold on to, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe someday he'll find the right woman. I knew I was gay the entire time. But I used that word to sort of like ease us into like the next phase where I'm like, no, I'm fully gay, mom. Yeah. So I think that for a lot of gay men, that's their story too. And then they expect at some point, oh, we said gay or bisexual now. At some point he's going to say gay, right? And then he's going to be on our team because we don't want you to like that middle area, that gray area. People don't like that. They want to know, are you with me or against me? Yeah. And it's that simple in some people's brains, and it's just not actually that simple in real life, I think. I think so, too. Listen, it's a conversation that we always need to have, uh, and it's important. But coming up next, we're joined with Peter Carey discussing Miami Beach Pride. It kicks off today. It's one of the biggest prides of this year, and we'll tell you about it next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, so this story is wild. Uh, you know, I was just in Europe a couple, uh, a month or so ago, and I spent some time in Barcelona. And while I was there, there were protests going on about the young man who was killed by the gang uh, outside of uh, Barcelona or one of the smaller smaller cities in Spain. It was a hate crime, a young gay man, beautiful, 23, 24 years old, right? And so the nation responded, and it was beautiful to see. Of course. People were marching on the streets. They were protesting uh, to try to find some sort of justice for this young man who lost his life. Well, now there's another story coming out of Madrid, uh, another city in Spain, uh, of a young man who said that eight people attacked him. They were wearing masks, uh, which in this day and age doesn't sound as like as daunting as it used to. Like, oh, my God. They could have just been wearing like If you saw anybody with masks, masks back in the day, two years ago, you run the other way. Terrified. So he says in broad daylight, eight people attacked him wearing masks, and they carved uh, the F word, F-A-G-G-O-T, onto his buttocks with a knife. And so, of course, people are outraged. People are incensed by this. They think, once again, there's this this anti-LGBTQ hate crime taking place in our nation, um, and we need to do something about this. Well, police weren't quite so sure because initially they couldn't get him to come in for questioning. They finally got a hold of him, talked to him. He says he washed his clothing right away, which was a red flag for them. They're like, why would you not oh, keep God. the evidence? Um, then it turns out he admits the entire thing was made up. Why? Didn't happen. But the, the the word is carved on his buttocks. Apparently, he's in a relationship and was having a, a sexual encounter with another man somewhere else, not his partner. We don't know if they're oh. in an open relationship. I don't know what the details are. But they're not that open because apparently he let this happen. It was a kink, perhaps. Oh, my God. And then he didn't, got want, caught. didn't want to tell his partner. So he blamed oh, it on eight Lord masked men. Oh, Lord have mercy. I bet he never he, thought in a million years it'd be a viral national, international story. People are outraged. Uh-huh. And I, I, it's interesting because it brings me back to Jesse Smollett. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Saying that like he was he was lynched and they were, somebody was using the N-word. Then they looked at security camera footage and there was nothing. Same thing here. Where he claimed this took place, they checked security cameras. Nothing. It didn't take place, obviously. This is tough for me because I think that it goes along with the narrative for very strict Republicans that, uh, you know, we're kind of a joke. And when things do happen like this, seriously, they're not taken as seriously because of stories like this. I'll never forget Jesse Smollett. When I found that out, we uh, did a big thing here at Channel Q about Jesse. And when you found out what happened or when you found out what really happened? When we found out what happened. Got it. Obviously. Sure. It was devastating. And then to have it all be a lie mm-hmm. was mortifying. Of course. Because you're like, oh my God. Because it takes it takes one story like that for people to use against you to discredit every single thing that – because it's interesting because here in Spain, uh, they had protests scheduled uh, for the other night at 9 p.m., uh, in Madrid to sort of protest the treatment, first and foremost, of this man. 
But then once they found out that he admitted that it, it didn't actually happen, they still held the protests. Mm-hmm. And they said, listen, he's one of many. Yeah. This is happening all of the time, all over the world, here in Spain as well. So we're still going to protest. It's unfortunate that he lied and felt the need to to really sort of set back an entire movement to cover his own ass, literally. literally. <laughs> I mean... And, and to make up a story like that. And that's the thing that frustrates me because people do that and it hurts all of us then. Of course it does. To be, not to be fair is not the point, but you I'm You have sure, empathy for him. Well, I, I don't have empathy for him, but I feel like, God, the idiot was just trying not to get caught cheating, told a story, and it ended up going like international. But also, who lets somebody carve something into their skin when they're hooking up? That's wild to me. That's a that's a kink. Well, that's a kink. I, I mean, that's normal. I think that it's... wait, normal is a, is a is a stretch. Like maybe for some people, but like carving something into your skin with a knife. Yeah, I mean, those kinks are totally real. Even that doesn't bother me. Like there, I there's so many stories of people being into that, and if both parties are into it great carve all day be a pumpkin i don't care but if you scratched I, me i would run out of here screaming well yeah because it's not your kink <laughs> i just think that like oh god to try to just get away with cheating and to be like internationally exploited and then lied yeah it's and also your poor partner oh god you're dragging I him know. into the story i know and he's just just thinks he has a boyfriend who loves him yep. that's it that's awful yeah who got beat up by eight people because I mean, imagine imagine if, your partner coming home i would be i would be incensed <gasps> insane i'd be out on the streets looking for those eight people I'd be, I'd be asking every single person where Same. they were at that day at that time yeah yeah, yeah. all right well coming up in what's popping big brothers cookout alliance of black player players has succeeded uh is it racist or deal. is it awesome? We'll discuss <laughs> coming up next. Good morning. Welcome to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, it's almost time for our first round of What's Poppin' today. I'm super excited about this story, Michaela Gordon. You'll understand why in just a moment. Uh, but first, I do want to tell you uh, about something really great we're doing here at Channel Q. Talk mm-hmm. has the power to save lives. Uh, and you can join in on that by joining Channel Q on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening. It's a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names and music and sports and insight from some of the most respected mental health professionals as we all strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. You're going to hear personal stories from Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Normani, Doja Cat, Shakira, Justin Bieber, and so many more. Uh, this year has brought challenge and uncertainty to, to uncertainty to all of our lives. Uh, but you're not alone. It's okay not to be okay. Uh, let that sink in for just a moment. So join us on Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here on the Odyssey app. For more information, head over to imlistening.org. Michaela, it's time for what's popping. I personally am obsessed with the story. What do you have for us? Okay, this is incredible. So you actually said it really great during the break. Uh, Big Brother, 20 seasons, never been a top six the, what was it? The- so in the in the 20 seasons or so that Big Brother's been on the air on CBS, the top six is kind of like they're like, you know, there's like a top three, there's a top five on different shows. Yeah. Top six is sort of like the goal on Big Brother. Right. There's been one black person that has made top six. In 20 seasons. So what is that? Six times 20 out of 120 contestants. One black person. Right. So... There was an alliance of six black players that went by the name The Cookout. Of course they did. And they <laughs> said, we're going to come and we're going to we're gonna take over. Well, it's the biggest prize in the history of Big Brother, too. Yes, It's a big yes. season. Well, they did it. 
They succeeded, and the cookout has made the top six. They evicted every other player. So uh, it's the first time in 21 years of Big Brother's existence. It's a big deal. Now, um, the show has been plagued as uh, just simply racism. It's been insane, obviously. So this is why it's such a big deal. However, haters are now saying, well, that's racist. They're called the cookout. Oh, come on. Get used to it. And you have to look at it 21 <sighs> years, 20 seasons, and not one black person is not only one. I think it was just last year or 2019, maybe, where they banned hate speech on the show. They just now stopped. Because remember a few years ago, that little blonde girl was caught on camera like using the N-word on Big Brother, and it was a big thing. Yeah. Like five or six years ago, I think. Yeah. Uh, and they still didn't ban it back then. Like, yeah. they've only done that in the last couple of years. And this is this is a classic example of white fragility. Like, oh, my God, that's racist. How how many times have you seen a top six that was all white? Almost every single season. Every season. Nobody questions Come on. it. Nobody questions it. Well, it's a big deal. Congratulations. This is not racist at all. They came with a goal, and they deserve this. And, the biggest prize ever. And also, kudos to CBS for actually casting yes. six black people. Like, honestly, normally there's one or two. There's a guy and a woman, and almost every single, every reality show, think about this. Almost everyone you've ever seen, they cast an angry black woman or a militant black man. Right. Every time. Yep. It's just what they do. Yeah. They're loud, and then all of a sudden white people feel good about themselves and say, well, that's how black people are. I love that this happened. I, think I it's love so, it too. And I love their names, The Cookout. And they made the alliance on day one, and they have not fractured. Yeah. Pretty cool. Love it. All right, well, coming up in our next hour, a Missouri teacher has been fired, but he's not taking it lightly, and neither are we. It has to do with a pride flag in the classroom, and uh, we'll discuss next. That's right. This is the morning beat, and we are AJ and Michaela. Oh, we sure are, honey. Coming up uh, this hour in about 15 minutes, we're sharing a story of a Missouri teacher who was so excited uh, to start his young, young career at the age of 22. It lasted all of three days in the classroom, uh, and he was fired for letting students know that his classroom was a safe space for all students. Crazy. It's insane. What what a horrible teacher yeah, creating safe spaces dare. for diverse kids. The worst. Well, he's so great that we're going to have a conversation about it. Then he's also going to join us a little bit later on this hour. Uh, this is actually a conversation we had yesterday morning uh, with him. We're going to share it again with you because we thought it was so powerful. And if you didn't listen at this time, uh, at the time we, we, we talked to him yesterday, we want you to hear this conversation because we need to support this young man in any way that we can. Uh, so stick around. It's going to be a very powerful hour here on The Morning Beat. Right now, though, it's time for news on The Beat. Michaela, dare I ask, what's going on in the world? Well, there's a lot going on in the world. Uh, disgraced former Representative Aaron Schock is set to headline Outspoken Pride, a pride celebration for LGBTQ Trump supporters that'll be held in Nashville this weekend. Schock and former U.S. Ambassador to Germany Richard Grinnell are getting top billing for the event, which is promising some of the biggest names in GOP queerdom, complete with publicity photos of others, speakers that parody professional wrestlers. Okay. Shaka disgraced former congressman who voted against LGBTQ rights came out as gay after he was photographed shoving dollar bills down a male stripper's underwear and making out with a man at Coachella. That tracks. It sure does. Um, the event is being hosted by the Log Cabin Republicans. The group was once respected, if not embraced, inside the queer community, but has taken a hard turn toward extremism and Trump worship under the current leadership 
uh, while the organization once fought to end Don't Ask, Don't Tell and pass non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ people. It now opposes the Equality Act and spends most of its time trolling social media. Right, in other news, uh, as the nation marks 20 years since the September 11th terror attacks, New York officials say the remains of two more victims have been identified through DNA testing. Oh, God. Dorothy Morgan and a man whose name is being withheld at his family's request were the 1,646th person and 1,647th person to be identified as victims of the attacks on the World Trade Center, the city's chief medical examiner's office said. These were the first identifications of World Trade Center victims since October 2019. The remains of more than 1,100 victims, about 40% of those who died there, are yet to be identified. Ahead of tomorrow's anniversary, police are investigating why some American flags at a 9-11 memorial in Boston were knocked over or damaged this week. And a pastor who felt called by God to pray on the U.S. Capitol grounds on the 20th anniversary of the attacks won't be able to, a federal judge decided, because security concerns around the building are just still too great. I'll tell you, Lisa took me to my took me to New York for my 30th birthday, and we went to the Twin Towers, and now there's a beautiful a like memorial. memorial. So gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And you just get chills. It's like so devastating. Well, it's haunting. If you've never been there, I try to go almost every single time I'm in New York. Um, I used to date somebody who lived right next to the Deutsche Bank, which is next to the, where the trade towers were. And his is one of the first buildings that the windows were replaced and it was rebuilt. Um, and we dated a couple years after 9-11. And waking up every morning, having morning coffee, looking out his window, there was just rubble and just holes in the ground. Yeah. And to make it into this beautiful memorial, um, uh, it's it's really just, it's just wild to me that it's been this many years. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, we, yesterday on, um, actually filled in for Let's Go There a little bit later on in the afternoon, they air in the afternoon after our show. And I filled in for Ryan Mitchell. He's in New York City right now, actually for the BMA Awards. And I was with Shira Lazar. And we actually talked to a woman who wrote an article that has been circulating for about five or six years now about why we should never ever move on from 9-11 and she said that the one thing that is a little bit different this year is the first year since the attacks that were not in the war that started as a result of the attacks that's wild 20 yeah. years we finally left afghanistan um it's gonna but, be triggering too though yeah but you know what she said to me she said something really interesting she goes uh she said uh i think it was in december 7th 1941 i believe is the date what does that say to you do you do you know that date she said most people don't. That Pearl was the day Harbor. Pearl Harbor was bombed. Oh. I knew it because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a history buff. Yeah. She said at some point people might forget September 11th. And just back in the day, I'm sure in the 1950s and 60s, they thought we would never forget yeah, Pearl Harbor. Of course. But a generation or two later, and look, yeah, a, lot of people, a lot of people don't know. Yeah, I didn't so know it's that. important that we that we remember and, and honor those lost. And th- right. that many still unidentified is just heartbreaking. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into weather. It's going to be a high of 108 in the Quinta, 106 in Cathedral City. 72 in Cleveland, 79 in Chicago, 108 in Phoenix, 91 in Houston, and 106 in Palm Springs. Now give us a vibe of the day. Sometimes the questions are complicated and the answers are simple. Simple. Sometimes. All right, well, coming up, we're joined with a teacher who has been fired for having a pride flag in his classroom. And we discuss with him uh, why it's problematic, what he plans on doing. Coming up next. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 
Morrissey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Luckily for our listeners, Michaela Gordon, we don't have bad habits, do we? Never. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Never. The song that just played? I know what you're referencing. You weren't listening. Yes, I was listening. Ed Sheeran, Bad Habits Lead to You, baby. Okay, girl. I know what I'm doing. What are you doing? You like Ed Sheeran? I love Ed Sheeran. Remember Justin when he was on Game of Thrones? Because he was a huge fan. Don't act like Mm -hmm. you don't know, Justin. You're a huge Game of Thrones fan. You wear a t-shirt sometimes. Actually, I don't have a Game of Thrones t-shirt. Yeah, you do. No, that's a beer shirt that's in the form But it has of the font of yeah, Game of Thrones. Font, but wasn't yeah. Ed Sheeran on Game of Thrones, yes, like the final was. season or second to last season or yes, something like was. that? Yes, he was. And then we all try to block that out. If you could be on one show, Michaela, one show throughout history, and you're not allowed to say the nanny, one, sh- one show as a guest spot, what would it be? Number one show guest spot, Shit's Creek. Okay, wait. <laughs> Can I be honest? Yeah. So I just want to adjust my cord. <laughs> and a new little restaurant opened up downstairs finally after this pandemic. And it's fantastic. And we go down there sometimes. We have a few minutes. We'll grab some breakfast and come back up here. I today decided to play the part of a polar bear and eat uh, a salmon bagel. Like lox and capers and onions. It's incredible. With lots and lots of cream cheese because that's how my grandma taught me how to do it. Well, I grab down to adjust the mic cord and there's cream cheese all over my cord. It's all over my oh hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are a pig. And I'm talking to you. And I'm like, what on earth am I touching? There's a big dollop of cream cheese on my cord. Did you Did you just have like a giant feeding frenzy and just know. drop it everywhere? Listen, you put, a, you put a salmon bagel in front of me. I literally turn into a polar bear and I am in heaven. Do we need to put down a tarp next time you go grab Probably. food? Probably. I need a bib. Kayla, yeah, you, need a bib. you do need a bib. Well, also, I would like to say for the for the but, record, but Schitt's Creek's a good one, by the way. I did th- hear you? Thank you. Mm-hmm. He's you've dressed the part of polar bear. I am wearing a basically athleisure wear, a big hoodie and p- matching pants, and then set. ordered a bowl of salmon of yeah. locks of bagel locks, delicious, and then proceeded to eat it with all five fingers on each hand. Yeah, yeah. and then said, "Look at me." I look like a polar bear eating salmon. <laughs> we proceeded to laugh. I went to hug you, and then you said you were going to fart on me. So that's actually this how is, it all this went is down. Friday morning at the morning beat. This is what really goes down in studio, ladies and gentlemen. Don't we sound like a fun group to hang? We're a blast. Yes. We're a blast. Yes, we do sound fun. Okay, now it's time to be serious. Put on your adult hat. There's sad stuff to talk about. Uh, it's time for news on the beat. You ready for this? Ew, why do you make it so difficult for I me? I know. I just want to test your transition. So. I don't want to be tested anymore. Uh, go for it. All right. Well, there is a lot going on, and it has to do with Aaron Shock. I remember him from making out with a guy at Coachella after voting against LGBTQ rights. But he's set to headline Outspoken Pride, a pride celebration for LGBTQ Trump supporters that will be held in Nashville this weekend. With all the glitz and grift a modern gay MAGA party can muster, Shock and former U.S. ambassador to Germany Richard Grinnell are getting top billing for the event, which is promising some of the biggest names in GOP queerdom, complete with publicity photos of other speakers that parody professional wrestlers. Shock, a disgraced former congressman who voted against LGBTQ rights, came out as gay after he was photographed shoving dollar bills down a male stripper's <laughs> underwear and yeah. making out with a man at Coachella. The article's iconic. 
Uh, Grinnell was so unpopular in Germany that he was shunned by his fellow diplomats and uh, the general public. Now, the event is being hosted by the Log Cabin Republicans. The group was once respected, if not embraced, inside the queer community, but has taken a hard turn toward extremism and Trump worship under the current leadership. While the organization once fought to end Don't Ask, Don't Tell and pass non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ people, it now opposes the Equality Act and spends most of its time trolling social media. That's so weird. How do you vote against LGBTQ rights and then try to throw a pride together? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. There's a lot I don't get about humans anymore. These last few years have been just a, a bit much. Yeah, it's too much. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be 106 in Palm Springs today, 91 in Houston, 108 in Phoenix, 79 in Baltimore, 84 in St. Louis, 108 in La Quinta, and 106 in Cathedral City. Cat City. Cat City. Meow. If you guys don't know, Cat City is the nickname for Cathedral City. And if you didn't know that, we didn't either. But then Justin, our producer, told us. And when he said it, he said, it's called Cat City. How do you say it, Justin? Meow. Justin, come on. Be come a on, cool Justin. guy. No, You're now cool you want to laugh? You want to laugh? Called, Justin? Come on, Justin. What is it? It's Cat, Cat City. What, Cat. What, 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 what Cat, Cat City. Cat City from the Mac Daddy himself. <laughs> Justin Bernal, ladies and Justin gentlemen. Justin Bernal. He's a Wait, father. I'm a Mac Daddy. You are. Ladies. You're Don't even try to call in today because he it. is a married man. He, is, he has a child. He's married. He also has a wedding coming up next month. Yes, that Very we keep confusing. trolling him that we're not going to. Got a kid out of wedlock. He's really just writing his own script here. We keep telling Justin that we're not yeah, going yeah. to his wedding just to troll him. And the meltdown he that he has. Well, you guys haven't RSVP'd to my I'm never going to RSVP. I don't do that. I don't everybody, know where in the, everybody in the world knows I What's never will RSVP. RSVP. What's it even mean? What, what's uh, here's that? my RSVP. I'll see you there. Response like that. play. Response vive vous play? Yeah, it's French. You're such a nerd, and I love it. How do you know these things? Response, say it again? S'il vous plaît. Response, s'il vous plaît. Oh, you're asking somebody to respond, Okay, Okay, off. well, I can sing La Vie en Rose. (laughs) Finally, you you sang it for years and you made up the words, though, so there you have it. Here is your vibe of the day. You ready for it, Michaela Gordon? Yeah. Sometimes the questions are complicated and the answers are simple. We're not going to answer his uh, request to go to his wedding, though. I'm not sending that in. I'm not sending it. You, uh, you, you can't make me. I'm not sending in a Roosbud. I might be there. Maybe I will. Maybe I'm I not sending in a caviar. Wow. <laughs> oh, Mac Daddy. my God. Oh, you're like, I'm not the Mac Daddy. And then you play the song. You'll love it. That's who Daddy Mac and Mac Daddy are. <laughs> Thinking of using Mac Daddy stresses me out. Turn my mic off. This, Justin, you were looking at a, obviously a very disturbing live shot there. That is the World Trade Center, and we have unconfirmed reports this morning that a plane has crashed into one of the towers of the World Trade Center. Clearly, something relatively devastating happening this morning there. The morning of 9-11, 20 years ago, uh, the anniversary coming up this weekend. It's hard to believe that two decades have passed, mm-hmm. uh, yet here we are. And the question is often asked whenever this topic comes up, do you remember where you were at that moment? And I've yet to meet a person, not just an American, a person who doesn't know exactly where they were when, when they when they got news that the towers hit the first and then the second tower minutes later. And then, of course, the Pentagon and the, the plane that went down uh, due to the courageous um, passengers of the flight in Pennsylvania. It was a lot. It was a, it was a heavy, heavy day. And it looms large, you know, 20 years later even. We just left Afghanistan. There are planes, literally a second plane just left moments ago out of the Kabul airport that was allowed to leave. I think Qatar Airways, I believe it was, um, just finally got another plane full of 
you know, some Americans and, and internationals out of Kabul. And that was a war that started because of 9-11. Um, but we thought we'd take a moment uh, for a checking in segment. Yeah. Just kind of checking where, where, where we are emotionally. Listen, it's crazy because I remember uh, just from my own personal story, and I remember it to the detail, I had gotten into a fight with my mom. And so I went and stayed at my dad's house, which was already a very odd. I was 10, maybe 11. It was already like an odd thing. How old would I have been? 13. Well, it's 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 13. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 13. And so. You've been was, lying about your age for a lot of years. I know. To be listen, fair, honey. So, I, after so, yeah. I turned 30, I was like, I don't even know how old I am. <laughs> and so I stayed the night at my dad's, which was already an odd way to wake up and go to school because that wasn't like even the regular routine. Was, yeah, absolutely. And so I was on my way and we were listening to 94.1 in Vegas and uh, the station that we like always used to listen to. And the music cut out and on the air it said the Twin Towers have gone down. And my dad turned it up and at 13 I didn't know anything like I didn't I didn't know what that mm-hmm. was I didn't know what that meant and my dad just started to cry and he dropped me off at school and I remember <laughs> I got into school it was such a somber feeling they turned the TV on a couple of moms actually came to get their kids out of the classroom to take them home and I didn't understand what life-changing event that was at 13 you know Mm. you don't know at 33 you're like oh of course but i remember it being just such a somber time and then of course the iconic uh photo of the woman that had the ashes all over her Mm -hmm. um in the blue suit yeah uh just like those images just going on and on it was awful i remember i was uh i was dating my first boyfriend at the time his name was brian and i believe he was in bed and I drove to work. I was working at a restaurant as a, as a server, like a sports bar restaurant called Champs in Columbus, Ohio. And I was doing the lunch shift and we had to be there at like, I don't know, 9.30 or 10 in the morning to get ready for the, for the shift. And I was going in and I believe I heard something on the radio and I was just confused. Like I didn't understand. I wasn't processing it, what was going on. And then I get to work and everybody's everybody's stressed out. And I call him and he's up watching it in the living room and he's telling me like exactly what just happened. And then we had to go into our all staff meeting. And I remember somebody making an off off color joke about it, trying to like process his emotions. Nicest guy in the world. But I remember I don't even remember what he said exactly. And like it turned into like a physical almost fight, an altercation with one of our bosses, because everybody was so tensions were so heightened. And then I had to wait tables that entire day <clears throat> and our restaurant had Big screen TVs wrapped around the entire dining room, like massive TVs, sound up. So we had the news on the entire time, and all it was was the replay of the footage of the planes going into the buildings and commentators sharing, you know, devastating stories and footage and footage, and it was traumatic. And at, you know, how old, I was 21, I guess. Yeah. And at that age, I mean, I was a server at a restaurant. I can't say, hey, I'd like to take the day off. Yeah. You know, looking back now for my own mental health, I didn't want to see those images, or hear them, but I happened to be in a place where they were on big screen TVs in a circle around me the entire next five, six hours. And every one of our tables was crying the the entire shift. And it was just devastating. And the only thing I could think of at the time that I could relate to is back in 1995 when the Oklahoma City bombing took place. Yeah, I remember I that. For that. I was in junior high, and I remember I have family in Oklahoma City. I'd been there a summer or two before with my mom and grandmother and my sister. And 
it turns out, and I was just scared because you hear it in a city where you know somebody and you just assume like everybody I know must have been there at that moment, right? That's, that's how your brain works. Turns out that the day before my aunt was in that building, she volunteered with some students well, and apparently they'd gone there on like a field trip or something. Well, what's crazy is the fact that you bring this up. We just did an article the other day about celebrities that were supposed to be in the mm-hmm. towers when they got bombed and for whatever reason. Yeah. But also imagine the survivor's guilt of just very regular people that just worked in the building that called in sick that day or just didn't want to go to work that day. And then literally that being the thing that saved their life. It's a blessing, but also I can't even imagine living through that and like having that feeling. Yeah. Uh, we do want to acknowledge, we, we covered this in news on the beat, but two more bodies were literally just identified. Uh, one of their names has been released, Dorothy Morgan. Uh, 20 years later, there are still over 1,100 bodies who have not, their remains that have not been identified. Uh, but we wanted to just honor each and every one of them. Uh, 1,647 have now been identified and Dorothy Morgan being the last of them um, so far. So yeah. just just listen. This weekend's going to be a little bit emotional for people. You know, it's our generation's Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You know, really. And so just show a little grace to yourself and to others. Yeah. And maybe try to remember what America was like on September 12th. Yeah. I think that's one or, of those one of those days in history where I was very proud to be an American. Yeah, we were very proud to be American. Mm-hmm. Also, if it if it does lighten the situation today, it's a very special five year old's birthday. Aww. My niece, Aww. my baby, who never knew a world other than a world post nine eleven. She only knows a world where she woke up this morning singing happy birthday to herself in the mirror mm. and asked her mom what's in her boobs. So that's. <laughs> That's a life of a five-year-old. I love kids. I love kids. All right, coming up in better news, Miami Beach Pride is happening now into the 19th, and we're going to speak to... Uh, Peter Carey's going to call us, I believe, yeah? Yes. He's and we're going to talk to them about uh, all the things and the safety precautions and how you can feel good still going to Pride. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, uh, listen, things are a little bit abnormal the last uh, couple of years. Uh, Prides have been canceled left and right. You often question what is the future of Pride. But the future of Pride in one city in particular is shining bright. We're talking about Miami Beach Pride. It kicks off today. It's a nine-day event. Or is that 10 days? I can't really do the math. It's the 10th through the 19th. And here to talk about it is Peter Carey. Peter, how are you? Good morning, beautiful people. How are you? Good morning, Peter. We're great, honey. We're fantastic, and it feels a little bit like you're single-handedly saving pride right now. What's going on in Miami Beach the next couple of weeks? <laughs> We're trying down here in, uh, in in Florida, doing whatever small things that we can to make sure that we pre- preserve this amazing celebration. Uh, this weekend coming up in particular, we're celebrating our flag raising and also doing a memorial for the Pulse victims called Pride Lights the Night when all of the buildings light up in honor of the um, victims um, and the survivors of that tragic event in Orlando that took place a few years ago. Um, And in addition, we've got a great couple of events lined up for Saturday and Sunday, which is our sweet spot event with the iconic uh, local legends, uh, DJ Deanne and DJ Pride um, featuring Ultra Nate. And then on Sunday at the Confidant, we've got a great pool party called Soap that's going to be kicking off featuring an amazing DJ by the name of Ralphie Rosario. So we're diving right in, guys. We had Alternate yes. on the program a few weeks ago she talking about this. Uh, you have a lot of stuff going on. MiamiBeachPride.com is the website if you want to check it out while you're listening. Uh, yeah, I want to ask you, Peter, because people are very concerned, obviously, with these new variants coming out. But thankfully, you guys are going 
out of your way to keep people safe. What are some of the things that you're doing to ensure uh, that you are staying safe during these times? Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot that we've been doing. I mean, the number one priority for us as an organization is just safety of all of our pride goers that are coming this year and all of our allies in the community. Um, In particular, we've got independent medical group that will be on site. They're actually going to be distributing thousands of vaccines for those who want them. We're encouraging mask wearing. But one of the things that um, we have made sure to do is that the majority of our programming is going to be outdoors. And we know that the risk of contracting COVID, um, according to the CDC and science, um, is by having outdoor events, your, your risk of contracting is a lot lower. So those things that we're doing, we're placing protocols in place to make sure that we're keeping all of the folks safe. Um, and of course, we're encouraging mask wearing by disseminating thousands of masks. They'll be free on site. So we're doing what we can to make sure that this is going to be safe for everybody. But we definitely want to have a great time. We're talking Paulina Rubio, DJ Tracy Young, Latrice Royale. The the list goes on and on of some of the performers. Crystal Waters, though, that's a name. I love Crystal Wrapping Waters. Wrapping up Miami Beach yep. Pride on the 19th. I, I love me some Crystal Waters, 100% pure love all day, every 100%. day. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, this, it, it sounds like this party is going to go on and on and on. How on earth do you come up with a couple weeks of entertainment for, for a Pride event? I mean, a lot of times Pride's two, three days long. You guys are doing the 10th through the 19th. Um, what can people expect? What are, what are you looking forward yes. to? Absolutely. So one of the things we've been doing is expanding our programming. And for the very reason that we want to reach out to communities that typically don't feel like they've been represented within our LGBTQ community. It's so diverse and so beautiful. So we've got programs like Queer Art Showcase that will be happening on Monday. On Wednesday, we've got Social Justice Night that will be happening at Soho Beach House. Um, on Thursday, we've got a Legends Ball that's going to be hosted by Jason Rodriguez from the hit show on FX Pose. So we're trying to create programming throughout the week that um, calls the attention um, of everybody. And, and like you said, these performers that are coming out have been so grateful for us to be able to create this platform because it's been two years since some of these folks have been on stage and been able to do what it is that they love. And the same thing goes for people who are outside of the creative space. You've got teachers who haven't been able to teach, lawyers who haven't been in in courtrooms. So I feel that Miami Beach Pride, we're so happy to be able to get out and celebrate as well as create the platform for other people to do what it is that they love to do. Well, there's a pl- yeah, if there's a place to have an outdoor pride, it's Miami. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> Peter, uh, I hope that we get ourselves to Miami at some point. Uh, we've been talking about it forever. For more information about Miami Pride, go to www.miamibeachpride.com. It's happening now until the 19th. Also, I will say, whoever did your website, bang up job. It's so easy to, to, to navigate. It's beautiful. There's so much information there and it's really easy to get tickets as well. So, uh, well done. Yep. AJ, thank you so much. I built that from the ground up. So I'm taking that as a personal uh, compliment. <laughs> I, I did not know this people. I did so not cute. know this. Well, thank you so much, Peter Carey for joining us and discussing Miami beach pride. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys. Have a great day. You, you too. too. Welcome back to uh, The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. First, I do want to tell you about something really fantastic we're doing here at Channel Q. We're very proud to be a part of this. Uh, you know, talk has the power to save lives. And on September 23rd at 6 p.m., uh, you want to tune in for I'm Listening. It's a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in the music and sports industry. Also, insights from some of the most uh, respected mental health professionals as we all strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. We need to do more of it. You're going to hear personal stories from Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Normani, Doja Cat, 
Shakira, Justin Bieber, and so many more. You know, this year has been so difficult for so many, so much uncertainty, uh, but you are not alone. It's okay to be not okay. Uh, So join us Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here on the Odyssey app. For more information, visit imlistening.org. Amen. Speaking of listening, our girl Michaela Gordon has been listening to uh, a new single on repeat uh, by a uh, a young artist by the name of Carlos Gavada. Gavada. Did I say it right? Yeah, here's the tea. For What's Poppin', we love to uh, showcase queer independent artists. Absolutely. And I met Carlos a couple months ago through a friend, and he played this single that is now released called Safe Word. We have uh, Carlos on the line right now. Good morning, Carlos. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Your song is such a bop. I literally have had it on repeat, and I can't say this enough because I feel like I've been fangirling <laughs> like forever. But I don't like a lot of music. She doesn't. And I, when I do like a song, I will literally play it over and over. It's like you and Kim on repeat right now. No, this oh, is a tr- I'm, I am honored. I am honored. Thank you so, so much. Carlos, I want to tell you at 6.10 this morning, she was screaming at our producer, Justin, <laughs> saying, turn it up, turn it up. She was doing a whole routine in our studio to this song. So She's obsessed much. with it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with you, Michaela. Thank you. That, of that's course. <laughs> yes. Well, tell us about Safe Word. Yeah, it's a song. I, I was in the studio one night and was super, you know, on the flower, you know, and I, the way I like to write is, you know, I just get the track going and I just like sit in the studio by the mic and just kind of like sing out whatever comes to mind. And Safe Word came, like, came up and I was like, oh, we don't need a Safe Word. Like, that sounds sick. And I, I don't know, I grew up super, like my parents are pastors, so I grew up super religious in the Ooh. South. So I feel like within the past few years, especially like living in LA, because I moved here from Nashville, I've gone really through like this crazy like sexual journey, I guess we can say. And I feel like uh, through my art, that's been my way of kind of really like digesting that and like writing songs about that and these experiences and stuff. So um, Safer just just came out of that place. I'm really fascinated by this. My fiance, we've been together nine years. He's a he's a PK. He's a preacher's kid, and oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we all grew up in the church. And it's been quite the journey. We often joke, but also we're low key kind of serious that we totally have an OnlyFans account if all four of our parents weren't alive. Now we don't want that to happen, but it's that <laughs> idea that like, how can you actually be your true, authentic self and express all versions of yourself uh, if your parents are still kind of in a different place? How were you able to evolve into the artist you are today, uh, coming from the background you came from? Oh, well, I have to just go far away. <laughs> um, it's it's actually interesting. So my, my parents are pastors now, but when I was a kid, they were nightclub owners. Oh. They went from nightclub owners to like super like speaking in tongues, casting out demons, pastors and stuff. And then when I was 18, I moved away to Nashville and 19 came out. And um, I don't really talk to my dad, my mom at this point. I don't know. I don't think any, I don't really any. I think they've already been shocked enough. So at this point, I just do whatever. I well, <laughs> I think you're an icon. We want to play this interview out with your song. This is Carlos uh, Gavara. Safe I'm word. right you're listening to the morning beat in our final hour we have a lot a lot of good stuff coming up for you michaela gordon you joining me you good to go i don't know it's friday i might just walk out it is friday it's friday yeah it's saturday sunday what 
It's Friday, yeah. It's Friday then is the okay. lyric. All right, we'll take it from I've the told top. You this 300 take times. it from the top. Do we have that song, Justin? We're coming out of the segment with it. Get it ready. Uh, I up said this, take it from the top so I get the words. Then. then. No, that's it's my Saturday. part. Okay. It's Friday then. I don't know how duets work, so I'm so this sorry. This is your part now. I it's can't Saturday, do it. Sunday. It's not. You know, there's a reason why we actually play that song is so you guys don't have to sing it. Okay. Okay, wait. What is today? September 10th, 2021. Mark it, ladies and gentlemen. The, the first time Justin Bernal said something resembling a joke. <laughs> Almost happened. I didn't quite laugh. It's taken three years. But I didn't I completely wait. roll my eyes like I normally do when you Amen. talk, Justin. So Amen. You're making making baby steps. We call this progress. And babies. Yeah, he did make a baby. Yeah, you did. Pretty oh, good little, one. Little Bennett's a cutie. Pretty good looking one at that one. Yeah, Listen, he's pretty cute. This couple's probably not going to be making babies. She's 40 years older than him. They're married, Oy. and they have an OnlyFans account. Mm-hmm. We're talking about in 15 minutes. Love knows no boundaries, especially in the state of Georgia, apparently. Uh, the story's wild. A lot of, but I like this couple. A lot of twists and turns, and we're going to introduce you to a couple that you might fall in love with a little bit later on. Yeah. And then we're going to wrap things up this hour with Tell Me Something Good, sending you off into the weekend uh, with some love and light in your heart. You know, it's, it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11, uh, this weekend, so I think we all need a little, a uh, little extra love in our lives. Show ourselves a little bit of grace. Cause it's probably going to be an emotional weekend for a lot of people. Um, but right now, it is time for news on the beat. Speaking of 9/11, um, there is actually an update 20 years later. Michaela, what do you have for us? Yeah. So as the nation marks 20 years since the September 11th terror attacks, New York officials say the remains of two more victims have been identified through DNA testing. Dorothy Morgan and a man whose name is being withheld at his family's request were the 1,646th person and 1,647th person to be identified as victims of the attacks on the World Trade Center. The city's chief medical examiner's office said these were the first identifications of World Trade Center victims since October 2019. The remains of more than 1,100 victims, about 40% of those who died there, are yet to be identified. Ahead of tomorrow's anniversary, police are investigating why some American flags at a 9-11 memorial in Boston were knocked over or damaged this week. And a pastor who felt called by God to pray on the U.S. Capitol grounds on the 20th anniversary of the attacks will not be able to, a federal judge decided, because security concerns around the building are still too great. Very interesting. All right, in other news, uh, disgraced former representative Aaron Schock is set to headline outspoken Pride, a Pride celebration for LGBTQ Trump supporters that will be held in Nashville this weekend. Uh, Schock and former U.S. Ambassador to Germany Richard Grinnell are getting top billing for the event, which is promising some of the biggest names in GOP queerdom, complete with publicity photos of other speakers, the parody professional wrestlers. Uh, the event is being hosted by the Log Cabin Republicans. The group was once respected, if not embraced, inside the queer community, but has taken a hard turn toward extremism and Trump worship under the current leadership. While the organization once fought to end Don't Ask, Don't Tell and pass non-discrimination protections for LGBTQ people, it now opposes the Equality Act and spends most of its time trolling social media. Let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 106 in Cathedral City, 108 in La Quinta, 88 in Sacramento with rain, 72 in Cleveland, 72 in Buffalo, 108 in Phoenix, 64 in San Francisco, 106 in Palm Springs, and 88 degrees in L.A. today. The weather outside is weather. And still really nice. From? Anybody? The weather outside is still weather. Weather outside is weather. Oh, I don't know. Elf. 
Oh, I love that movie. Holidays are right around the corner, kids. Yeah, they are. Here's your vibe of the day. Sometimes the questions are complicated and the answers are simple. Don't overcomplicate your life. What is the song, Justin? I went with a different Friday. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. It's a good throwback. This sucks. You don't quite please me, but... No, this is like the such, cure. You know the song. I don't want to hear the song. I want you to hear. It. It's Friday, then it's Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Oh, so you do know the lyrics? Yeah, but we were doing a duet. Plot twist. We were doing a duet. You were singing a solo. And you know what? You should be honored. I never let people join into my solos. They cannot sing you. That's why. Because you're a queen. <laughs> sing it if you know, Michaela. I don't care about you. Friday. I'm in love. It's a different world we're living in, Michaela Gordon, as, yes. as influencers or celebrities and everything goes with, you know, social media sites like OnlyFans and TikTok sort of ruling the world. Uh, it only makes sense that this story is making headlines as a 61-year-old grandmother um, is now openly... Uh, having a relationship with her 24-year-old boyfriend. Amen. Not only is that happening, uh, they're creating content on his OnlyFans account. (laughs) He says he's never felt this way for any woman his entire life, uh, any woman his own age. Well, to be fair, he's 24, so he's been dating for eight minutes. However, (laughs) are we judging them? Um, And I I think there's also a little bit more context that we need to know Mm -hmm. about how Cheryl... Mm -hmm. And Quran met oh, each other. Oh, Cheryl's her name. Yeah, Cheryl McGregor, 61 years old. Uh, they met when Quran was 15 years old. He's 24 now. Uh, started dating Wait. when he was 23. Oh, God. Um, and they boast about their, quote, amazing sex life. Okay. They even share uh, the racy stuff all over OnlyFans. Don't care about their critics at all. I want to know how they met when he was 15. That's my red flag. She's known him for eight years but she was young she was in her mid-50s then Um, yeah but here they are creating content for OnlyFans. is it possible this is real or do you think they're just trying to make some money off OnlyFans? no they're probably in love they're probably happy they're probably in love 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 is the word we're choosing yeah okay i think they're in love okay i think that to them they're probably very in love she probably feels like an icon having this young boy toy just obsessed with her and he probably thinks she's the wisest most sensual sexual lady he's ever met what i think is weird is that they met when he was 15. that's the only part that i'm like okay it's cringe yes because i actually don't have a problem with uh age gaps i think that it's not very true like you know when people are like Age is just a number. Mm. Uh, it kind of is because I've known a lot of 40 year olds who their emotional maturity is like seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that they've had a lot of, she's had a lot of experience to please him. Well, let me add another wrinkle to this uh, conversation. Not only did they date for the last year, they're now married. They got married on TikTok together and they shared the entire thing. Um, they're cute though, actually. And also, another, another wrinkle, they're an interracial couple. They're breaking all sorts of barriers. Yeah, Ron I'm is a black man and, and Cheryl is very much a white lady. Um, well, you know, it's funny because if this was a 63-year-old man and a 24-year-old woman would be having this conversation. Nope. 
Not at all. At all. Happens all the time. Yeah. Look because at Erica Jane and her ex right now. That's what I I'm mean, saying. they're going through just that. They're 30 years difference or whatever. Well, and I mean, and no offense to our producer, Justin, who we adore, but your face looked so cringed out while we were telling this story. Um, and probably like a lot of our listeners. Are you being sexist? No, but I'm not being sexist at all. if it were a 63-year-old man, no, no, I'm just using you for example, because a lot of listeners were probably like, ew, yuck, but a 63-year-old can't get it? A 63-year-old woman can't get it? it my issue with age gaps is not ha- having to do more with the age. It's more, what do you guys talk about? I mean, you guys grew up in two completely different But I did somebody eras. that's older than me, and uh, we have great conversations. Well, here's where I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but I also, Justin, you're low-key 90. Mm-hmm. So, do you really have like in-depth conversations with a lot of people your age? Yes, I do. Who? Uh, you know, I have friends. Uh, we have a lot of stuff that we talk about growing up with, like '90s Nickelodeon or. Okay, sure. But, you know, got it. But you're also an old soul. You're also an old soul. Yes, I soul. am. And there's a, there, you have different conversations. People are different, and I think what I like, my partner's ten years younger, and we are. It's funny because the younger person I feel like often is like, "No, we're the same," and I'm like, "No, we're not." I grew up before you. I I knew what it was like to not have a cell phone or a computer or any of these things. She's like, so do I. And I'm like, well, not the same way that I did. Like, I had a rotary phone as a kid. Yeah, I remember when wireless phones came out, and it was a huge deal. And they had a long antenna. Yeah, totally. And he does not. But uh, I think the cool thing about dating somebody who's not necessarily from your generation, I don't know about 30, 40 years difference. That's That's a bit of a jump for me. But I think it's kind of cool because... You learn a lot of things. You get to know, like, I love talking to my neighbor. My neighbor, Miss Schaefer, is in her 90s. And the stories she tells from her time, she's been on Broadway. She lived in New York City for years. And she's lived next to me for, like, 10 years. Her stories are wild. Like, we think we're, like, so bad. I'm like, come on. The, yeah. Uh, the older generation, they've been through some stuff. Well, I'd like to say something to this story. And I feel like it was a it was a thing that we missed that we should have never missed. Uh-oh. He proposed. He proposed at an Olive Garden. Icon! Icon! <laughs> they belong together. And no one is going to talk about Cheryl and her husband from this point on in my book. I love them. Well, they got married in Tennessee, so this sort of thing is pretty common there, I think. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, you marry somebody 40 years older, why not? Or younger? Listen, I think it's great, and I think that it's not been normalized enough. But if they're happy, and they're loyal, and they're good to each other, and they're kind to each other... I wish them the very best. Okay. I think that they deserve each other. And if they want to do it on OnlyFans and TikTok, that's a way to make money, go for that too. I make it OnlyFans. I just can't do it because I'm terrified. That's fair. Yeah. If my parents weren't alive, I'd be all over OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. I love so it. So the day they kick it, I'm on it. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully it's <laughs> not anytime soon. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But I could use the money. Yeah, we all could. <laughs> Tell me something good. We should do just that. Yeah. We should tell our listeners something good. We like good news, don't we? Yes. Have you ever met the Pope? No. No? No, no you haven't met the Pope? No. No, I haven't met the Pope. Have you ever been to prison? Uh, I sang in a prison. You did sing in a prison. Yeah, a Willie Nelson song at that. Was the Pope there? No, he was not. No, no, not that, that day. Nope, nope. They said Jesus a lot, though. Well, my sister... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they did. My sister was certain that she met the Pope. Uh, she was confirmed back in Immaculate Conception, uh, where we went to school. We were confirmed our sophomore year of high school, roughly. And she says, the Pope was there. And I was like, I guarantee you the Pope did not come to Salina, Ohio for your confirmation. She goes, no, the Pope was there. I can't. 
It was the Archbishop of Cincinnati. Oh God, I, they do they do resemble was, each other though. He was wearing a robe with a lot and of gold hat. thread and the hat. So she thought that the Pope was there. To be fair, that makes sense. He was not actually there, but where he was, sort of, uh, was in prison recently, kind of, in Rome. Two prisons to be specific: uh, Regina Coeli uh, in the center of the city and Rebibia on the outskirts. Um, here's what he did. He sent ice cream to 15,000 prisoners to help them cool down because it's been one of the hottest summers on record in your native land, Italia, Italy. Uh, so uh, the Pope's Charities Office, uh, they did not go on holiday during the summer. Uh, they worked. And they volunteered. It. They spent their time continuing to devote themselves, among other things, to two of the seven works of mercy, visiting prisoners and consoling the Afflicted. I think this is so sweet. Ice cream from the Pope. Why not? Why not? I, I love that. I wonder what kind of ice cream they got. What's your favorite? Vanilla. Just vanilla. Oh, my favorite? Yeah. Uh, mm, Pralines you, and cream. Who were you answering for there? <laughs> who did you think I was talking about when you randomly said vanilla? Me? You think I'm basic? You think I'm vanilla? <laughs> no. It's my favorite. I love vanilla. No, our, pro- I, I love vanilla too. <laughs> our producer loves vanilla, he loves for vanilla sure. Too. I like mint chocolate chip, I'm going to be honest. I do too. All right. Well, I've got some good news, uh, and it's coming out of Palm Springs Animal Shelter. The friends of the Palm Springs Animal Shelter are announcing an all-new, exciting fundraising event, the Palm Springs We Love You scavenger hunt, engaging, fun, and open to everybody. Participants form teams to solve clues that will take them physically and virtually around Palm Springs on Saturday, October 16th. Followed by an awards party and vendor fair at the shelter. Best of all, it'll help save and improve for the lives of homeless pets. Find out more at psashunt.causevox.com. This time, something that is brought to you by McDonald's. At any moment that can give you sweet relief is a moment to look forward to. Now, for a limited time at McDonald's, get a small McCafe pumpkin spice latte, hot or iced, for $2. Prices may vary. As always, thank you for listening to our show. We hope you have an amazing weekend. We'll see you Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 